0: Welcome to this edition of Amazing Creation. I'm your host, Fred Johnson. This show is about the credibility of the scriptures as they pertain to the creation of the world and our origins, and in contrast to the dogma of evolution. The show is produced by the Triangle Association for the Science of Creation, that's shortened to TASC, T A S C, a Raleigh, North Carolina group of scientists and lay folks whose mission is to increase awareness of the scientific evidence supporting the plain, straightforward understanding of the biblical account of creation. Evolution is almost universally now taught in our public schools, colleges, and universities as the origin of all of life we see around us. But there are many, including highly educated scientists, who see evolution not only as impossible, but moreover as untenable when made to stand beside the revealed Word of God in the Bible. Today, we have with us Mark Stevens, who will speak to us about the recent trip he made to the Galapagos Islands, where Charles Darwin studied the fauna of this very interesting region and used those observations, among many others, to produce his book, The Origin of Species, in 1859. Mr. Stevens has a master's degree of combined sciences in biology, chemistry, and geology. He is a former high school science teacher and has worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Mark joined Task in 1997, has served on its board for several years, and in recent past as chairman.
1: Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fred. It's good to be here, and I look forward to our discussion today about the Galapagos Islands.
0: Mark, tell us why you visited the islands and why you wish to talk about the trip today.
1: Well, as you know, and, and, and most out there, the Galapagos Islands was a focal point to where Darwin Uh, got his ideas about developing the evolutionary theory and, as you mentioned, the book Origin of Species. And I like to add the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life because that's very pertinent to some of the assumptions that he made. Uh, So with that, uh, Galapagos Islands, in case, of course, many of you know uh, about Galapagos Islands, but some of you perhaps don't. This is a chain of islands off the coast of Ecuador, about 600 miles west of Ecuador. And there are 13 major islands and s- several smaller islets Islets out there. I
0: understand that you took the tour of the islands with a group of scientists from the Institute of Creation Research. Can you give us some background on that group?
1: Yes, uh, Fred. These were, I-, I think, quite distinguished, what we would call uh scientist and creationist because they are Christians and many times we say creation scientists. Dr. Kenneth Cumming, a PhD from Harvard University and, and he's Dean of the Institute for Creation Research Graduate School and the chairman of the Department of Biology there uh, at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Jan Mercer as uh, a Cambridge uh, went to Cambridge Graduate School in Brisbane, Brisbane Australia. And she is an uh, associate professor of biology at Tarrant College in Fort Worth, Texas. And Dr. Robert uh, Roger Sanders, uh, he's the botanist that was with us uh, from the University of Texas Research uh, Center. And he specifically uh, will, uh, or I'll refer to him about some of the botanical uh, aspects on the Galapagos Islands.
0: I have heard the expression evolution in action often used to describe the varieties of animals and plant life on those islands. Can can you tell us what is meant by that?
1: Well, the evolutionists uh, really need a lab. We all need a lab. And since these were isolated, they try to tie in how uh, animals and plants could change and adapt. Over time, and I say much time, millions of years, from one uh, basic kind of plant or animal to another basic kind. For example, in the evolutionary theory, as Darwin proposed, all the way from some chemicals coming together to a, a cell to a fish, which a uh, uh, or an invertebrate, a worm-like creature, to a vertebrate, a fish, and then to birds and, and mammals and apes and man. So this is the premise that he uh, based the evolutionary theory, and it was based upon the Galapagos Islands with the flora and fauna there, and specifically uh, some of the uh, animals or birds, specifically the finches, were, which were quite uh, famous.
0: So tell us more about these famous finches. Are they evidence of uh, evolution in action?
1: Well, it's according to how... You interpret the data. Uh, you know, scientific method is observation of, of what we take a look at and then try to draw up a, an experimentation model and then come to some conclusions. And essentially the finches had come to that island. Uh, if we look at the, the finches, they are sometimes referred to as Darwin's finches because of their association with evolution and action of the animal life on the Galapagos to assess their naturalistic evolutionary origin or how they represent a created kind from our perspective with a simply programmed in variety for adaptation and change as they were and still are the Finch kind we believe with variation that has been uh, expressed through the DNA and the genetic materials within their genome just like our human genome and so Uh, This theory of evolution that Darwin uh, developed, uh, it brought fame to him, and it brought fame essentially to the Darwin finches.
0: What about the other animals on these islands? How did their variety come about?
1: Well, just as I mentioned, uh, we who are creationists and creation scientists scientists, uh, believe that this information was programmed into their kinds. The... Finch kinds that were on those islands, the mockingbirds that I observed there uh, with the other scientists there in 2003 when I took this trip with the Institute of Creation Research. And the mockingbird there looked basically the same as the Tennessee mockingbird, my home state, and there's our state bird. Same way with the other uh, animals, whether they be uh, penguins or uh, various uh, birds or the frigate Bird or where they were various fishes or, or or turtles there as you know that's another famous area in the Galapagos. They we have various varieties of turtles, some giant turtles there that are quite amazing. The bottom line is, God created turtles. He created uh, uh, various snakes and various birds with a genome as he did us humans, such that they could adapt as the as the various. Climatic changes, especially after the worldwide flood, uh, and climate change, and those types of things, the topography that we see there, that they would have to uh, acclimate to or adapt to. So, how how do they represent differences or similarities? They they represent differences based on variety expressed with within their genes that didn't develop by chance, as as Darwin would would propose, out over millions of years, and and supposedly say that. The Galapagos Islands are a, uh, uh, represent an evolution in action type of things where things are evolving, quote, over millions of years from one kind to another kind.
0: What did the uh, scientists from ICR
1: say about all of this? Well, what I would like to uh, refer, and most of the time that we have left, is just that, the assumptions uh, that they made based on obs- uh, observations. And again, we can say, just like... Uh, uh, Darwin made his various assumptions that he proposed as a theory and sometimes pretty much taught as fact. Today, we came to various conclusions about the observations that we had. And as far as regarding the Darwin finches on the Galapagos Islands, uh, Dr. Cumming pointed out that Darwin, he collected and preserved and sent the finch specimens back to his ornithologist friend, Gould in England but Gould did not observe the finches live in their habitat or their breeding habits, but merely postulated to Darwin that these different varieties of finches may have evolved from one another. Gould, ca- Gould categorized them into 13 different species. Some 25 years later, of course, Darwin assembled this data and proposed his evolutionary theory. Uh, uh, Dr. Cumming goes on to point out that uh, uh we we find that this was basically conjecture as far as this theory. Uh, We saw these finches with variety, yes, but that can be explained from adaptation and expressions from their genotype, which would be the genetic makeup that God put into them, and the phenotype, some differences in beak or colorations, darker birds or lighter birds, that would be explained through their DNA material. And so uh, the grants who... uh, later researched this in the 1970s and in the early 1980s, uh, they were able to come up with only three proposed species of finches in this scheme of, of what they referred to as reticulate evolution. Uh, it's been said on the island there that it's been noted by the staff there at the Charles Darwin Research uh, uh, Station on the Galapagos Islands of Santa Cruz that only God and Peter Grant can recognize Darwin's finches. Dr. Cumming further declared that if we put the biological species test to the proposed Grant's reticulate evolution, we believe it establishes that the hybrid finches and their parents can be nothing more than varieties of a single polymorphic species. Again, it boils down to who do you believe, God or man, as far as the proposed uh, kinds of finches or having evolved from one form to the other. Uh, now Dr. Roger uh, Sanders, who was, who was our uh, botanist, and he made these uh, various uh, uh, observations as far as the variety of animals and plants on the Galapagos Islands and elsewhere. He says it has everything to do with the expression of, of information that was there from the creation. God put it there in the animal and plant kinds, and he provided for the rapid subdivision of that information and for the flexibility. He knew that organisms would need to survive and flourish in a fallen, patchy, and often inhospitable world. Now, this does not represent chance development of new genetic information to produce new organisms as the naturalistic evolutionist theory would propose, but simply new varieties of organisms from the expressed genetic information programmed by God into his original created kinds. Now, Dr. Uh, Mercer basically expounded upon that as far as the same types of varieties that could be elicited from the uh, genetic information that's programmed in and then various phenotypic expression of that in the the animals and plants on the Galapagos Islands. Mark,
0: we're about out of time today. Um, Would you like to make any concluding remarks?
1: Yes, I I would like to say that it's a matter of uh, observation. We were scientists that went there along with other visitors. Darwin was a scientist of such that went and observed the Galapagos Islands. But what we found really uh, was opposite to what Darwin proposed. These were merely finches, uh, varieties that were able to develop somewhat there based on their genetic information that they have within their DNA. And the uh, same way with the plants, as Dr. Sanders uh, pointed out, and, and and it didn't show that these animals could have evolved by chance over millions of years, as Darwin would have proposed in his evolutionary theory. And as you know, Fred, this is very foundational to our belief in God. That we believe that God created the kinds. He put programmed the information. The humankind. Uh, we have variety in the humankind, but we're basically one race uh, of people all over the world with different. A variety expressed from our genetic information. But when we come back together, especially in America, and overcome various cultural differences, we're able to uh, fall in love and overcome cultural differences and get married and have children. And again, that variety and expression to be uh, expressed from the DNA and the genetic material within us, just like the animals on the Galapagos Islands and the plants were able to do, not to have evolved over millions of years like Darwin proposed. So it was not evolution in action. It was simply variety expressed from the genes from the flora and the fauna on those islands. Well, thank you, Mark Stevens.
0: And thanks to you listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about Task and some good information about the scientific study of the world from the perspective of those who take the scripture seriously at the Task website, task-creationscience.org. That's T-A-S-C-creationscience.org. There you can learn about Task's monthly meetings, which are open to the public, subscribe to the monthly newsletter, and read and download previous articles. Until next time, this has been Fred Johnson for Amazing Creation.